0: Did you know Book Riot has over 25 newsletters covering every genre, as well as book news and deals? Sign up for book deals to get notified about the best book sales of the day, handpicked by our editorial staff. There's Today in Books, our daily newsletter, summing up the most interesting headlines from the book world every day. And don't miss our newest newsletter, Our Queerest Shelves, which will deliver LGBTQ plus news and recommendations straight to your inbox. We've also got newsletters for horror fans, romance readers, YA lovers, that's you guys, mystery and thriller aficionados, and more. Just go to bookriot.com slash newsletters to sign up for the ones that are most interesting to you. That's bookriot.com slash newsletters. Welcome to Hey YA Extra Credit. Every other week, opposite the main Hey YA podcast, we'll bring you a short form podcast in the form of a book club, backlist highlight, or other YA goodies. I'm Sarah Hanna Gomez here with special guest Misa Suhiura, and we're recording on March 21st, 2021. Welcome Misa. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. I'm so excited. (laughs) Me too. I am really excited because we know each other from the internet and we also know each other because I used to work with one of your water polo teammates. So random. <laughs> right? The world is so small. <laughs> so yeah, it's fun to sort of see you on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Someday all of us will yes. see each other again on in the world. In, in real life, yeah. Thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited in general to talk to you, but I'm also glad to have you on because for this episode, I wanted to speak in some way to current events, which I try to do in most extra credit episodes, and I wanted to acknowledge, honor the shooting in Atlanta and the White supremacist underpinnings of the whole event.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: I wanted to do it in a way that wasn't totally depressing. So I thought we could talk about some Asian and Pacific authors that we love or that we look forward to getting to know.
1: Yeah. Do you want to tell people about yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. So I am a young adult author. Um, I live in the Bay Area in California, and I have two books out. My first book is called It's Not Like It's a Secret, and my second book is called This Time Will Be Different, and the third one coming out in June. So that third one is called Love and Other Natural Disasters, and the books are mostly uh, they're contemporary. I try to engage with kind of uh, issues of identity and race and sexuality, and, uh, and I try to keep it a little bit on the lighter side so that it's a little, you know, kind of a little sweeter going down, so to speak.
0: Oh I like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll put all of your books in our show notes, of course, so that people Thank can you.
1: go pick them up
0: if they haven't already. But, yeah, you want to get started on talking about books and authors?
1: yeah, yes, I we had we we had this list that we started, and um, I just got so excited about it. I was like looking everyone up to like remember their names of their books, and yeah, I'm really excited to talk about a few authors that maybe people haven't heard of as much, so.
0: Right. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, not that all or most YA authors are totally worthy of being celebrated yes. all the time, but I was like, who can we highlight, you know, like aside from, you know, your Melinda Lowe's who, you know, and your Jean Yang's like mm-hmm. the people who folks may not know, or perhaps just might not know that they have like more than one book or something. Yeah. So. yeah much as we love those more famous people figured (laughs) it's a good (laughs) chance to
1: highlight some people who maybe aren't on the times list Mm -hmm. which should be because they're great yes yeah so many I mean it's the way it is with the publishing industry right like your book being an amazing book doesn't mean that it's going to get the audience it deserves so exactly so who who should we start with well so there's uh Henry Lien who's actually more of a middle grade author, but I've been thinking about him lately because he recently posted something on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it about how... So I guess this is kind of a good way to sort of kick this off and we could talk about uh, some of the issues that these books have faced and um, why they're still awesome. But he was rejected by an agent who said that the Asian setting, you know, your prose is great, the story is great, but... Something about the Asian setting, AYA is, is not going to be good for a broad YA audience. And um, therefore I can't take you on, which I just thought was like, considering how many white writers write in an Asian <laughs> setting <laughs> and get their books sold it was kind of a shocker. Oh yeah, I did see that. That was, I mean, it
0: was horrible. And then at the same time, I was like, I almost respect this racist person for at least just being like, here's how it yes, is. Instead know. of like, I'm totally not racist. I just don't connect.
1: Yes, Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I guess props for just being like, I'm hella racist. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just gonna be honest. Uh I don't get the Asian thing. <laughs> but uh yeah. So this one, yeah, it's Peace Brought Chen to do du- a duology and it's it's about figure skating as a martial art. It's like a fantasy, right? Which I think I saw that and I was like, I'm sold, you don't have to tell me anything else because. It makes so much sense. Like, I don't know why it's one of those. Why didn't anyone think of that before with the blades, you know, and there's like, you can jump and kick and spin and. Right. It is kind of genius. Mm-hmm. And
0: yeah, like I had always thought it was middle grade. And then when he posted that, I was like, oh, I guess it's like a, you know, lower YA, upper middle grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we could use because so much YA skews older now, but mm-hmm yeah, it's such a genius idea. Like, like you said, like you have, you have blades and you're already like light on your feet and have good Mm -hmm. balance. So you can easily like slit someone's throat with your blade and then like go on with your double (laughs) axel. Right.
1: I know. I was like, oh, like you can totally see it happening. And I just, so I'm, yeah, I'm kind of in love with that book or that concept even.
0: Right. Like that should have been a sell. Like you wouldn't even, I feel like I would take that on on the yeah. name alone. Yeah. Like I don't need to read your writing. <laughs> I'm sold. Peace Sprout Chen is such a good name. Yes. And there's martial arts ice skating. Like that's fine. We'll figure it out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to pick one? Is there one that you want to talk about? I wanna oh I want to talk about Lydia King
0: because um, lately my mom and I have been talking about her a lot because she writes adult and YA. And I think a lot of people who read her adult stuff don't realize she started in YA. Oh. And then like you get to have all kinds of talks about like actually YA doesn't mean it's terrible and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but her debut came out the year that I was reading a lot of debuts for the Morris Award. Oh, and okay oh she's a she's just a really cool person like we haven't met in person but everything about her from like the way we've interacted online seems great and she's a doctor and I believe she used to even be like a medical consultant on like tv shows and movies to like make sure things are in the realm of plausibility if not Mm -hmm. possibility so her YA totally does that it's yeah, it's this book about these two sisters, um, you know, whose father just died. So they're on their own. And of course, you know, the government or somebody shady is after her sister. And so she has to like protect her sister and herself. And throughout, she starts to kind of put together like the science behind why she and her sister are so interesting and like I totally bought it like I mean it's it's 2150 so it's a little far away but the science like she's such a good writer like she really made it convincing like what's going on in their DNA and in their cells so oh right yeah and it's just this great you know thriller if you like sort of adventure harder sci-fi on the harder side which I don't do a lot of mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah and then she writes these cool adult mysteries with like poison and stuff in them so you know she yes. knows her stuff. <laughs> like she knows science.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I was looking through her like list or whatever, and all of them are yeah, sort of science-y and like biology. Either stuff that you can tell that she's been drawing on her medical background. And I think yeah, she she did a book a couple a little while ago, not maybe two years ago. It was called um, The Impossible Girl. I think it has to do with like she can. It's not grave robbing, but like she can reanimate dead bodies or something like that. And I just remember thinking like, I'm not even like a zombie <laughs> horror <laughs> type reading person, but it it didn't, wasn't like horror per se. It just sounded so fascinating. Like the character and the backstory and all of that, like she really weaves all of that in. So you don't realize that you're reading all this like technical medical stuff. And it's just a fun adventure novel kind of mystery novel.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's a good mark of a writer, too, that, you know, they don't alienate fans of whatever genre they're in, but they can also, like, bring someone in who's like, I Mm -hmm. totally don't read that stuff, and then they're like, oh, okay, but I'll read yours. Yes. (laughs) And then they turn out to like it, and then, you know, you've opened them up to a whole new genre, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I kind of, until I was looking at this, forgot how like heavily sci-fi control um, her first novel is. And then I was like, oh, that's true. I like don't really
1: like heavy sci-fi and I was totally on board for that. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, speaking of sci-fi, Akemi Dawn Bowman's latest is a sci-fi AI, like wild, this girl, it starts contemporary and she's on her way to a party and then she gets murdered. And then in her afterlife, she has to battle this AI. Like, it's just like, just so Ooh. out there <laughs> but it sounds so cool also her. but her first two books were solidly contemporary and great character-driven novels so I'm kind of excited to see what she does with this fantasy one that sounds
0: really good yeah. And that's one of those ones that I put on this list as a like self-shame where I was like, I know I will like her books. I'm pretty sure I even have one of them and I still haven't read it. Yeah. The story of my life. <laughs> I have that book and I haven't read it yet because I also have that other book and that other book. And actually I haven't read any of them yet. <laughs>
1: like... Oh yeah. It's quite, so Starfish was her debut novel and it's pretty heavy, you know, like the, the, there's, um, she deals with mental illness and then, and there's a horrible narcissistic mother like clinically narcissist, you know, and, and that's something I I didn't see it a, a lot of. I mean, I guess I was still new to the publishing industry at that point, but she handles it beautifully and it's it's a really great read. Whatever anyone's Yay. into. <laughs> She's on both sides of that spectrum. <laughs> she of, has everything. Yeah. It's got everything.
0: Anytime I think that I'm like, Stefan, it's got everything. <laughs> I want to talk about another person who has been on my radar for Mm -hmm. ages, and I've read some of her short fiction that's been in anthologies, and that's Caroline Tung Richmond. Yeah. So we met through We Need Diverse Books stuff, and then, yeah, I've read some of the short stuff she wrote, but... alternate histories sound so cool. And I just, there are those things that like I have, I think on my Kindle that I can tell they're something that I'm really going to want to like feel while I'm reading. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I need to go get the print copies, but yeah, the only thing to fear sounds great. It's, you know, what if Hitler won world war two? yeah oh man like there's what if america weren't free which i think is hilarious because america's only free for certain types of people
1: but, <laughs> but <yeah>. free <laughs> define
0: free <laughs> right like what if it were a different kind of not free <laughs> instead of the kind it is now <laughs> but yeah oh it sounds great and i know like just from interacting with her that i know how you know smart and clever she is so mm-hmm. super excited to read this one and that's the only thing to fear
1: yeah i was at the- a panel with her two years ago so i read i forget the name of the title of the book it was her first one but it was the alternate if if the axis one um yes germany and imperial japan and it was great you should definitely read it it's very sort of like high adventure and like really a lot of suspense and um you don't know who to trust and yeah some really thoughtful digging into the kind of world it it could have become yeah
0: alternate histories are They're always interesting because I love the idea, but I also don't trust them in the hands of, you know, lots of people who Mm -hmm. already benefit (laughs) from our current history, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I'm always like, that sounds cool, but I want someone else to do it. (laughs) Like, I'm glad that show Confederate did not
1: finish uh being
0: greenlit. But yeah, having a person who kind of has a different eye on history, I really like the idea of, Mm of alternate histories, even if they are very dark.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think it has to be in the right hands. I think, I guess I'm, I guess I'm just agreeing with you here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. Um, who else are you excited about? We have so many, I don't know that for everyone, but let's just talk about people who sound interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So Eileen Gregorio, I W Gregorio is, is what it says on her, on the cover is also a doctor. And her first book, it made a, quite a splash, I think, when it came out. It was, it was called None of the Above. It was about an intersex girl. And no one had ever written a story like that before. And it was empathic. And she herself is a surgeon. I think that, she, that was her specialty. She does intersex surgeries. And then her most recent novel is called This is My Brain in Love. And it features a Chinese-American girl whose dad owns a Chinese restaurant that's failing and she has to, you know, figure out how to, how to help him, but also kind of forge her own identity. And she's struggling with mental illness, but it's the wonderful thing about this book is that it doesn't make mental illness a tragedy. Like that's not the horrible dark thing that she's grappling with. Right. Like it's just part of her life. And I, I, yeah, it was really a refreshing read. I I learned a lot about mental illness because I, that's not anything I've had to luckily you know struggle with it in my own life uh and but it yeah I, I was just like oh this is what it's like to live, live with it I guess that was the feeling I got from that book and it was really lovely yeah I know she's she's one of those authors who's like
0: really really thoughtful like she'll take she will take as long as she needs to make mm-hmm. sure she's she's telling the right story she's yeah oh I like her a lot I'm really excited yeah. for that one I started it and then had to put it down for some assigned reading so i need to like go and pick it up
1: again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and she's super readable i know i'll like it i just <laughs> yeah i i know there's so many people on here who i like i kind of know i've read part of their books or like i know about their books and pretty much everybody on here is on my tbr <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs>
0: right on the on the digital one and then i'm like how many of <laughs> how many on my like physical actual piles too
1: yeah, and Cindy Pond is another one which I I've, I read part of, and I haven't, you know, like it was one of those I was it was a busy busy summer and I didn't get to it, but to finish it.
0: Oh, Cindy has three duologies. She has a lot. Yeah, um, I actually just went through the other day and counted every single book that's ever been mentioned on this podcast since its first episode, mm-hmm. and I think her Want and Ruse duology were. Mm-hmm. In like the top three, I think I forget which one. And there were some ties of like, you know, most frequent mentions, but yeah, it means the Hey hosts like her, but also, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, and she's someone she's done sort of high fantasy and also Mm sci-fi. So yeah, Silver Phoenix is just beautiful and Serpentine is really beautiful as well. And I waited to read Want because I wanted the the, the books to be out because I don't. Like waiting for sequels, (laughs) so now I can sit and read it because I have both. Yeah, Uh, Cindy's another one of those great author personalities too. Oh yeah, I feel like for so many of these people, like, be like, even if you don't read their books right away, like, go to their Instagrams, like, for sure.
1: I love, I know. Oh right, (laughs) because you and she share that, like, fitness, like,
0: yes. Oh, Cindy is such a beast yeah (laughs) really oh yeah I love talking to her about fitness and then yeah like Henry Leanne is another person who on social media like even even for people who are like waiting for their library holds to come in so many of these authors are just such interesting people Mm -hmm. that it's worth following them just for that yeah for sure yeah do you have another rep so I will go with someone who I think deserves recognition both because her books are good but also because like she has done such a service for the kid lit and YA world. And that is Heidi Heilig. Mm, she mm-hmm. is someone who like does the work. She is just so, I mean, she's done so many good things for like mental illness rep and acceptance and for diversity in lit, but not, you know, in a, in a surface way. And then like, she just has such cool concepts for books. She's like a theater nerd. So her more recent series yeah. <laughs> so like totally dives into that. And then her first series, The Girl from Everywhere, takes place in Hawaii and elsewhere. And there's like a time travel element. And Yeah. oh, And she's another one that like, you know, I waited until everything was out so that I could, mm-hmm. you know, really, really dig in. But she's just one of those people who she seems interested in so much stuff. That, yes. And she's just so excited about all of it and comes up with these really great concepts. And then she's just
1: such good people. like
0: Everyone should follow Heidi Heilig on all of the internet.
1: She's yeah. so wonderful. I don't know how she does it. You know, like she's running Facebook groups and she's doing, you know, like just involved in activism and she's writing her books and she has a little kid and like. Two little kids. Two, two <laughs> yeah. little kids. Yes, and they, right. <laughs> they bought a house and remodeled it this year, I yeah. think, or yeah. last year. <laughs> Like
0: she's busy. Yes. (laughs) So sane on top of it all. I'm like, I would fall apart with one of those things.
1: I know. Yeah. Okay, so I'm torn because there's so many. CB Lee or Carrie Lee, uh, she's a Vietnamese American writer, and she has I think series of I think it's three books. The first one's called Not Your Sidekick, and her Heroine is uh is it has I can't remember if she's bi, but it's a lesbian romance. Like the the romance that blossoms is between two girls. And that's something we don't see a whole lot of, especially in Asian American literature, I I find. I'm just gonna shout out a few names like Abdi Nazimian Nazimian,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like a love story. You know, he writes about a gay relationship in the 80s, and then Sarah Farazan who's amazing. Probably her big one to read would be Tell Me Again How a Crush Should Feel About Two Girls, a, per- a Persian girl who has a crush on a, another girl and has to navigate being Asian, her p- family's values and culture. Riley Redgate in Noteworthy has a bisexual protagonist.
0: I loved that book. It's so great. Acapella. and Yes. Like, oh, man. It's like acapella meets... Cyrano meets like Frankie Landau-Banks.
1: It's, yeah, those authors just wanted to toss those guys out there. They're all amazing. And if you're looking for a read featuring a queer protagonist, I recommend all of them. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to cheat and name a few quickly
0: (laughs) (laughs) because I can, (laughs) because it's my podcast today and we can do what we want. I also, Padma Venkachaman is one of those people who, I feel like she's just like very quietly doing the work like she's she's Mm -hmm. another person who just like does a lot for children's literature in addition to like writing her own children's and YA. So A Time to Dance I think is probably her most well-known one about an amputee who wants to be who was already like a dance prodigy and who has to figure out how to to be a dancer again after her amputation. But she also has some historical fiction. And yeah, I think people think she's only written like the one book, but she's written, I think, six. Yeah, I looked her up. I'm like, she's prolific. Yeah. And she's just so quiet about it. And you're like, dang, if I were that good, I'd be like, look at me. <laughs> look mm-hmm. at me. <laughs> but yeah, she's just very she seems reserved, at least as far as like her internet personality. But Yeah. People should definitely know who she is. Also, Sonia Patel. Yes. Covers are so great. Yeah. Oh, man, those book covers. Ronnie Patel in full effect. I think also people don't know it's about like a girl who wants to be a rapper, mm-hmm. a Hawaiian, a girl who's Gujarati but living in Hawaii and yeah, wants to be a rapper, which is, you know, like I feel like if people liked Angie Thomas's second book, <laughs> they'd be into that.
1: Yeah. And and um grown by um Yes. Her name escapes me and I should note, but Tiffany D. Jackson. Tiffany, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's issues of teenage girls being like dating men who are far too old for them, you know? Dating's an iffy term, but yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the just really she tackles some big issues there and but it's like so readable and just so compelling.
0: Yeah, actually, that goes back to, you know, Asian Pacific queer stories too, Sonia Patel's um, Jaya and Rasa. Mm-hmm. It's about lots of things, but there is a transgender character as well who has to, you know, find someone to to trust and to love. Mm-hmm. That sounds very cheesy. But, <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it's our lives, isn't it? Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, whoops, I'm being sentimental today, apparently. There, I feel like we should mention David Yoon, because in addition to being a writer and a husband of a writer, he and his wife, Nicole, have their own imprint now. Yeah. Oh, for yes. like diverse rom-coms, which, you know, just, you start your career being like, oh, I'm going to write this book. And now I have, I mean, way yeah. to go, guys. That was a quick, <laughs> like only a few years in the spotlight and you leveraged that very well. Right. And now everyone's going to get even more teen rom-coms, but with people who aren't all blonde. So. Mm-hmm. Thank you for existing, David, <laughs> and being a person who does these things. Yeah, super exciting. I would want to mention Aisha Saeed too. I think she's another one that people like mm-hmm. that she's so quiet on social media, but mm-hmm. or at least compared to other people, I don't know. But she, yeah, she's also written some. Some stuff about like parental, you know, parental pressure and trying to figure out what you believe and how that matches with your, you know, community and what they believe. Yeah. So yeah, tons of people to check out. I feel like I'm just babbling now. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many, so many people. We could go on all day. Yeah. Yeah. That might be the episode. Just us gushing about things, talking about books.
1: Um, Do you want to let people know where to find you? And I am on Twitter and Instagram, the same handle, and it's at miscellaneous one. So that's M-I-S-A-L-L-A-N-E-O-U-S one. (laughs) I guess miscellaneous, but M-I-S-A instead of that initial M-I-S-C-A. Yes, I like it. Yeah, it was my son thought it up. I was like opening my very, you know, I was opening an account, starting my Twitter account. And I'm like, what should I what should my handle be? And he just came up with it. Like, just like that. Wow. I know. I was very impressed. (laughs) And that's yeah, that's where I am tweeting and Instagramming. Excellent.
0: And you can find me at SHG on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much for meeting up with me today, Misa, especially after I rescheduled with you like 20 times. But I really <laughs> appreciate really appreciate you coming. And um, again, just wanted to to make sure that I acknowledged the not just the victims and their families, but the Asian Pacific listeners of this podcast who are probably experiencing really awful things i see you we see you, authors these authors see you and yeah So thank you to Jen Zink, the audio editor, who makes it seem like I don't say, um, quite as much as I do. (laughs) It's probably still there, but Jen fixes a lot of things. So thank you. Don't forget to go to bookriot.com to find our newsletters, listen to past episodes of the show. Please find us on Apple Podcasts, Rate and Review. It helps other people find us. And you can always tweet or gram at me for podcast feedback. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Happy reading.